Welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name's Michael. I'm a hungry boy. And I'm RJ. A hungry boy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do people still eat TV dinners? I mean, right now, I would eat one frozen. So, yeah. Not Michael. I I wouldn't want to eat it frozen, but I would... (laughs) Make an attempt to microwave it, but I'm so hungry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I used to buy those every when I was like 16 and I still relied on my mom for food. I Every time she would like go out of town for like three days, I would just stock up on Hungry Man dinners for like <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner because she would give me like $15. Like, okay, here you go. Oh, that's so many hungry men. I know. <laughs> <laughs> on sale, like eight for 10 bucks. I was like, cool. Mm. Yeah. I hope there's a strip club named Hungry Man. It better be. <laughs> they serve those in the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> you want Salisbury steak and a muffin? Probably want- somewhere in uh, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You want a brownie that no one wants? (laughs) (laughs) You want a brownie question mark? (laughs) Yeah. Those brownies always get fucked up, too. You'll get some gravy on it, and you're like, oh, brownie and gravy might be good. (laughs) No, not that brownie and not that gravy. Does that sound good to you, RJ? I mean, I'd eat it. (laughs) That's who I was thinking of when I was saying it. That sounds like an RJ delicacy. Um, All right, so today is episode 42 of the podcast. Um, It is my episode, uh, my mix, and yeah, we're more, we're hip-hopping. What is the title of this one? (laughs) Uh, The title of this is Hotlanta. And Uh, what what does that mean? (laughs) I didn't fully understand. I mean, what is Hotlanta? For some reason... They refer to Atlanta as Hotlanta. <laughs> oh, Atlanta! I get it now. Atlanta, not, not like my Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I thought it was a heartburn thing. My Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, apparently it gets real hot there, and it's, oh. it's humid, and people are not happy. So. Oh, that is true. <laughs> I have been there, and it is so unbearably humid. Like oh, I yeah. couldn't sleep. It was so bad. There's no no amount of air conditioners that you could turn on and doors that you can close to like make it acceptable. It was yeah. ridiculous. I cannot do humidity. I just no. can't. I'm just not. Yeah. Like Hawaii, I could do it, but no. it's because I was in Hawaii. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then living there, I'd be like, nah, I'm probably going to move after a few months. <laughs> Georgia, it's like you just have humidity yeah. and and – Chevy Caprices with 30-inch wheels. Like, that's it. You got Bojangles, too, which Bojangles is one of the best restaurants I've ever been to. Really? Mm-hmm. What are they serve? Dirty Rice. Got, uh, it's like a fried chicken place. Mm. It's like a KFC, but so much better. Mm. But it's like fast food that seems that doesn't taste like fast food, mm-hmm. and it's like regional. So it's mm. so good. I like those places. There's one. Yeah. There's a burger place here that's like that, and they serve like... Was meat. it the the Greek one? Yeah, they have like euros and stuff on their burger yeah. menu. <laughs> I like that idea. I'm for that. I want some tzatziki on a double double. <laughs> Is that how you say that? Tzatziki? I think so. 
I was just saying the Tazaki. <laughs> Kawasaki sauce. <laughs> I really don't know. I've heard I've heard it said like a thousand different ways, and I've said it about three hundred different ways. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't Yeah, I, I I love that sauce. It's Yeah. I don't know if it would be good on everything, but I feel like it'd be good on most things. See, it's made out of cucumbers and I hate cucumbers. Really? Yeah. And I love that sauce, but only on Greek food. I haven't had it on anything else. Mm-hmm. I did buy a dip that was a Ziki dip. See, I just said it differently there. <laughs> um, and I don't remember what I dipped in it, but I ended up throwing the rest of it away. I was like, I don't have anything for this. I don't have shawarma <laughs> here. What am I going to do with this? Just, uh take some red bell peppers. Just That'd be good. It, dip it in. Ooh, veggies would be good. Some yeah. broccoli. Yeah. That'd be good. All right. Pull it out of the trash. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So today's mix, Hot Lanta. So I was, as I've been going on my uh, hip hop journeys as of late, um, we multiple people have talked about Atlanta hip hop, and I never understood it. Yeah. Because I just thought of like Ti and Ludacris. That's yeah. That's Atlanta hip hop. <laughs> That's all I think of. <laughs> and then I believe it was me stumbling into JID. No, actually, I, it's because of Little Baby. No, mm. yeah, it's because of Little Baby that that's how I got into the Atlanta, like wanting to understand more of it because I forgot what the sound of Atlanta hip hop is called, but it's actually called something. Um, and, uh, Sean Myers was saying the word and I was just like, I don't know what that means. And he was like, oh yeah, you should just check out some more. And he's the one that turned me on to little baby and to young thug. And then that's what like led me down to understand more about Atlanta. Hmm. And I want, and the last time, the last mix that I had, um, I talked about young thug and I talked about future and I talked about how both those guys, um, are really like two of the biggest artists to set a trends for hip hop for the last like five years. Mm-hmm. And then you got little baby. Who's like one of the biggest artists right now coming out of Atlanta. And it's pretty interesting. The different sounds that you get out of Atlanta. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. The, I don't know if there's, mm, there is a theme to most of it, but not all of it. Mm. Like there is a through line that I've found, Ooh, but okay. Not, like when you're talking about like the future, it doesn't necessarily like future doesn't apply to little baby kind of, but I'd have to listen to more of him. Yeah. Yeah. But well, there's something. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why like we'll get to them. But one of the reasons why I wanted to take another listen out out at outcast stuff because yeah. Um, I guess a couple of weeks ago it was funny because I was listening to them and then it was brought up uh on twitter somewhere of like comparing outcast to the beatles and i was like how dare you (laughs) (laughs) and but i was just like wait do they know something i don't know (laughs) and they do that i didn't know (laughs) uh so but we'll get to outcast eventually Mm. i'm curious if you listen to any of their other albums i did okay three of them okay they change they do in interesting ways um all right so i'm gonna say i'm gonna start with rj here okay 
RJ, I'm going to say your favorite song on here is track number three. I'm going to say your least favorite song on here is track number four. And I'm going to say your favorite artist is track number five. Mm. So favorite song is three. Least favorite song is four. Favorite artist is five. Oh, okay. Okay. You got that real quick. Three, four, five. Three, four, five. Real quick. Mm -hmm. Favorite artist. Like, just out of these. But out of these, like, if it's somebody that you're familiar with, should that be taken into account? Because, like, if, uh, if, if, like, uh, (laughs) I don't know. I think you're thinking too much about it. Okay. All right. All right. Because I was just thinking, like, RJ's heard Outcast before, but he might not have heard any of these guys before, so he'd naturally that's, be like, "My exactly. favorite artist is Outcast." Yeah, that's why I yeah. think it is. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So Devin's a lot trickier with this mix. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say your favorite song is track one. Mm. I'm gonna say your least favorite song is track two, and I'm gonna say your favorite artist out of these ones is track one. Oh, so you're man. one to one. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I will take note of this. Okay. One, two, one. All right. Um, all right. So let's get into the mix. We got Hotlanta here. Uh, starting off the mix, track number one, we've got Mecca by, uh, we'll just say Spillage Village, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's track number five off their album. Are we going to say Spilgion? Spilgion. 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 Sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Sounds mystical. Uh, it's track number five off that album, coming in at a hot four minutes and 50 seconds. Um, Spillage Village is an American musical collective from Atlanta, Georgia. The group is composed of rappers, singers, and producers and was founded by the members of Earth Gang. Spillage Village was primarily made up of five initial members with a split base in both Atlanta and Baltimore. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Spillage Village incorporates many genres in their music, such as neo-soul, elements of southern hip-hop. The collective has drawn comparisons to groups such as Dungeon Family, never heard them. Never. Soul Quarians, never heard them. Sick name. <laughs> Native Tongues, never heard them. Never heard them. And the last one, I 100% saw the correlation instantly, which is the Fugees. Cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With combinations of diverse flows, trap rap, disembodied folk, Never heard that term before. Jazz and ethereal vocals that developed a sound of their own. Mm. In March 2020, Spillage Village announced their fourth collective album. They also announced the addition of Benji to the group, who is the brother of the producer Christo. Benji previously toured with Earth Gang on the Welcome to Maryland tour, which we'll get more into. Uh, Spillagean was released in September 25th, 2020, and was supported by three singles, End of Days, Baptize, and Happy. Um, the album features guest appearances from Ant Clemens, Ari Lennox, Buddy, Chance the Rapper, Masego, Lucky Day, 
and Big Rube. The production was handled primarily by other people. All right. So when I went from JID to Spillage Village, turning on Spillage Village for the first time, I was so confused and taken back. Yeah. And it instantly sucked me into this album because listening to this album, I don't know if you had the chance, RJ, there's a lot of weird religious talk in the album. Yeah, skim through it. And I was just like, what? What's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Is this Christian? Yeah, exactly. I was so confused by it. But the more I listened to this album, the more it put me in a good mood, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, listening to it, I was just kind of like bewildered at the amount of sounds that I heard out of it because I had not ever heard of anything like this. Yeah. Now, uh, Devin, what's your relationship with Spillage Village? Uh, I can't remember how many months back, but it it just popped up on either autoplay or I saw the name and I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta see what these guys are all <laughs> That's about. A weird ass name, <laughs> yeah. Especially when I'm I'm listening to like Denzel Curry or yeah. Joey Badass, and it's like Spillage Village. <laughs> What's that mean? What are we spilling like, on that? What village? you spilling? <laughs> Spilling village, you spill your drink. (laughs) Now, my seed, yeah. (laughs) So, I checked it out. I feel like it did come on autoplay, and it was one that made me stop whatever I was doing and like be like, Well, okay, who is this? (laughs) Yeah, and I I'm still confused because you read that like this album has features with Chance the Rapper, but he's not in this song, right. No, I think he's on the track four off this but album. It sounds like yeah, he's a, in the song. It does. Song. <laughs> yeah. And I had listened to Earth Gang for a couple of years and I never looked into them at all hmm. until today. And I thought that Chance the Rapper was in Earth Gang. Mm-hmm. But it's just some other guy that sounds <laughs> like Chance the Rapper. Named Vance the Rapper. <laughs> Vance? Yeah. It's Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> And I, I was convinced that it was Chance the Rapper the whole time. So I was like, oh, yeah, Chance the Rapper side project, Earth Gang? Love it. <laughs> so, yeah, this came out. And then I think I heard the uh, I heard one of the songs and I heard Chance the Rapper sounds on it. And I think that's what caught my attention initially. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that it was so instrumental. Yeah. Like, like this whole album sounds very instrumental. Um, and that's what I like most about this song is that it sounds like an actual song. Mm. And I'm not trying to take anything away from rap or hip-hop, but a lot of rap and hip-hop is just samples of other people's songs, and it and it shows, and it's good, and yeah. it is a song in itself, but this sounds like an actual written song. That's why like Anderson Pack or Anderson Pock caught my attention initially, because mm-hmm. he was writing actual songs and then rapping to him, and I, I love that. I love the live band feel that this one had. I love the background vocals that this one had. That was slightly like eerie mm-hmm. and very, very ethereal and like floaty sounding, and uh, that's like what caught my attention to them in general. They have that weird feel that I like, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I, I still don't. Listening to yeah. it, I'm like this album. I'm just like, I don't. You guys are on your own thing here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like those other bands that I had never heard of, I'm going to go look up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to know more of this music. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, RJ, what were your feelings going into this song? How did you feel listening to it? Uh, kind of like we, we talked about last week where it was like, you know, it's a collective of a group of a duo of a group of a duo of a collective <laughs> in one song yeah. featuring like 10 other artists. We have animals. Yes. <laughs> so I kind of saw this. It's a in, village. It takes a village. <laughs> I thought I saw the names before, but I was like, ah, maybe I didn't. And then I kind of listened to the song. I listened to the album and it did have a little religious theme to it. I kind of skimmed through the, some of the songs and I was just like, all right. Like you said, there was a lot of noise. There was a lot of things going on. Listening to this track the first time, I was like, all right, Chance the Rapper's on here. <laughs> I was like, second of all, that could be Kendrick Lamar on there, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like. That's G.I.D., though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Spread the love all around the world. Yeah, yeah. Spread the love. Yeah. I was like, that could be Kendrick. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Kendrick could whisper it though. Spread the love. Spread the love. But that's it too. They just turned up the volume for me. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, and I was like, all right, I I enjoy the feel. I enjoy this. It's a fun, it it was just all around fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's interesting. Some of the songs on this album like remind me of like R&B pop songs from like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like they have that feel to them. And I like, so I setting this mix up with you guys. I was just like, there are songs on here and artists that I for sure a year ago would have said, no, thank you. Yeah. But yeah. So even with Spillage Village and listening to some of those older, like what sounds like older R&B pop songs that I'm not interested in at all, listening mm-hmm. to them do this, I'm like, I'm all in on this. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for that era to come back. Like I grew up on that Boys to Men, Mariah Carey. Yeah you know, soul for real shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready for that to come back with a vengeance and be something good. Yeah. If they could bring it, I'm ready. But <laughs> uh, Childish Gambino did a cover, and I know you don't like live things, and you know, I don't like covers, <laughs> but he did a live cover. at a, It's at a radio station, so it's like semi-produced yeah. uh, for Triple J of Tamiya's So Into You. Oh, it's like a, that 90s R&B song, like a, a slow dance song. Yeah. It's so fucking good. And it's definitely worth checking out. But that kind of got me, it got my mind into the idea that there's a lot of those old songs that we look at as novelty and kind of like mm-hmm. kitsch. And we're like, oh, that's, you know, that's just boys to men singing into the end of the road. But then you're like, well, in reality, end of the road is a fucking amazing song. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like R. Kelly had some good fucking songs. Like right. Brandy has some good songs. Oh, yeah. Like Whitney Houston sure. has an amazing voice. Like, all these people from the 90s that we kind of write off as 90s novelty, they're popular for a reason. Yeah. You know? So it, it, I like that. I, I did get that feel from uh, some of the other songs in this album. And I'm excited for somebody to try to bring something like that back. Like Miguel, I think, maybe came closest to it. Mm-hmm. But he's still got a little bit. He's changed a little bit, too. Yeah, I need he's got that, a little this hard edge to it now. I need that whenever Bruno just decides to make a new album. Mm. Because that mm. that newer songs that he did with Anderson Pack sounds so good. And like I would just be like, you guys just stay together. Yeah. Just- <laughs> Drop the free nationals. Yeah. You're with the Bruno <laughs> man now. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever his band's called. That's just the the three older black guys that just yell in the background, whoever they are, are awesome. Yeah. That's like the, oh, the uptown, uptown funk. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's them. Yeah. 
Yeah, the the thing that I really like about Spillage Village is listening to this album, I could not tell you when it came out, and I really liked mm-hmm. about it. Like, yeah, it came I out last year, notes. but I was just like, this could have came out 15 years ago. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah, it could have been an under-the-radar thing. This could have been the most popular band on the radio, and I wasn't aware of it. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. It, it fits so many different criteria. Um but I had that in my notes. It has that. It has a classic sound that is updated and fresh, but not in the way that something that's like fresh and updated would sound modern. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds uniquely classic. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's the last song on this album. The last song on this album sounds like it has aspects of a. Uh, I don't know if you like or have listened to Tilly and the Wall, but I was just like blown away that like. Listening to like parts of this album, I'm just like, I hear Tilly in the Wall. Like, oh. Why do I hear Tilly in the Wall on this hip hop album in 2020? <laughs> I see it like original Bright Eyes band. Uh, no, uh, or they're just related to Bright Eyes somehow. I don't know if they are. They're just like an indie band in the aughts. Yeah, yeah. I remember them, but I don't remember what they sound like. And yeah. now I gotta go. They have a tap dancing that. solo in one of their songs. Sick. <laughs> That's the kind of shit I'm into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on from track number one, we got track number two. We got uh, Consistent by Lil Baby off of My Turn. Uh, this is track number 16 off that album, coming at three minutes and one second. Uh, Dominique Armani Jones, uh, known professionally as Lil Baby, Lil American Baby. rapper, <laughs> singer, and songwriter from Atlanta, Georgia. He rose to mainstream fame in 2017 following the release of his mixtape, Perfect Timing, becoming one of the most prominent figures in the trap music scene to date. Um, Lil Baby's debut studio album, Harder Than Ever, in 2018 was certified platinum, included the song Yes, Indeed with Drake, which peaked at number at six on the Billboard Top, top Hot 100. Uh, he went on to release two more mixtapes in 2018, Drip Harder and Street Gossip the former containing his most popular song, Drip Too Hard, which peaked at number four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lil Baby's second studio album, My Turn, peaked at number one on the Billboard 200 and is certified three times platinum. Uh, the song We Paid uh, charted at number 10 on the Hot 100. Uh, he released the single The Bigger Picture, which peaked at number three. Uh, throughout his career, Little Baby has been nominated for three Grammy Awards, uh, two American Music Awards, two MTV Music Awards, and seven BET Awards. He has been crowned as the biggest all-genre artist of the year at the Apple Music Awards in 2020. Mm. Uh, my turn. This little baby <laughs> has received generally favorable reviews and debuted. Uh, on the US 200 earning 197,000 album equivalent units Um, so yeah so Lil Baby is someone that I would not have listened to based off the name yep (laughs) and Sean Myers uh, when I was talking to him about hip hop a couple months ago he was like you know what Lil Baby's probably the biggest thing and this was before the DaBaby stuff uh, came out mm. went during awards and he was just like yeah he's probably the biggest thing right now so you should probably listen to him just to see if you're interested at all and i was like all right his name's a little baby like probably not interested at all yeah and then i turned on this album and i was like 
what is he doing? <laughs> because uh, I don't know how far you guys have gotten with Lil Baby, but he has a very interesting cadence to his songs to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I like him a lot. Um, so what is your guys' relationship with Lil Baby? First off, I just want to say I wish he would stay in character and do his interviews as a baby, <laughs> but not change his voice. Like, what? Like, how did you... You know, what was your writing process for this album? He's like, um, you know, goo goo ga ga, like, uh, poop, you know, you know, I'm saying poo 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 pee pee, uh, change the diapy. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> did, did you guys ever watch uh, a lot of The Office? Yeah. So there's, a, there's an episode where Kevin has decided that he's going to be taking out syllables of words to make yes. it more streamlined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just having to explain the word what he's trying to say <laughs> yeah. yeah that reminds me of that fuck uh yeah um th- yeah these the names are so strange like, <laughs> names of all, pretty much every rapper is yeah. so strange like could you imagine like the guitarist of the national going by birdman <laughs> you yeah. know it'd be like oh yeah i can't take you seriously right like, your name's birdman but it's, he's it, a rapper, so it's like, yeah, a rapper named Birdman, totally normal, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, we have like fucking baby. Yeah, we have like Danzig, right? Yeah, sick name, <laughs> sick dude. What of it? <laughs> Fight me, <laughs> Shrek Two on DVD. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, little baby, little baby. <laughs> Lil Baby, um, I feel I feel like he is future junior. Yeah, for sure. And I like it. Yeah. Um, and that's not taking anything away from what he does because autotune, he really uses autotune the way I feel like it should be used. Like yeah. It's, it's subtle. very subtle. Yeah. And it works for the style of music that he's doing. When T-Pain does it, it's overdone and the beat fucking sucks and nobody cares. But mm-hmm. it, it's very subtle and it fits the type of music that he's doing, which is more ethereal, like fluty jazz type stuff. Okay. That's what, okay. That's why I put this song on here. Yeah. Is because I had, I think I had Woe on here originally on this mix, and that's a great song. But every time I would get to this song, I'd be like, why does he have a flute? like why is there a flute back there yeah (laughs) and it's so cool how it comes in because it's it's on i don't even know what part of the beat it's coming in on but it's not at the beginning yeah it's just like subtly just like coming in i'm just coming into the background now we got a flute bro yeah like somebody (laughs) walks into the studio just playing it yeah exactly i didn't know you guys were recording no no keep on doing it (laughs) yeah it's kind of sick yeah (laughs) yeah it's not full on like jazz sampling or anything either like that's kind of a through line with a lot of these songs it seems like it's no more sampling yeah it's uh it's more written just for each of the songs individually Mm -hmm. um and then this one it just has i gotta listen to more of his stuff because it has a a feel to it that i really like it's future asap rocky yeah um, well, that's one of the reasons why I chose this song as well is because I felt like it gave you enough to like, cause it's not a pop song. 
Like this yeah. is a song that is this track 16 on the album. Like it's a song that's buried in the album. But the song shows off, I feel like, a lot of the songwriting talents that he has. Uh, lyrically, I guess. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah, there is, it definitely gives space for that. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't pay attention to the lyrics, though. It was it was calming. It was very uh, mm. uh, meditative. Mm, so I was like, yeah. yeah, this feels good. RJ, yeah. are you are you a little baby? Are you a are you a baby? <laughs> I, are it's you like are you a big boy? Did you poop in your body? <laughs> so he's one of those where I just heard the name. Like you, you've heard the little Uzi Verts, you've heard the little Waynes. It's like, oh, you're in there. Don't know who you are. Play this at my work. And then one of the guys is like, you don't know who Little Baby is? I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, Little Baby and Drake are probably the two biggest artists you'll know what? right now. And I was yeah. like, really? He's like, yeah, those are the two Holy biggest shit. artists that everyone's talking about. He really is. Know them. And I'm like, okay. Did you yeah. tell him about Metallica? No, I, mean, I punched him <laughs> in the dick. And I was like, fuck you for lacking a baby. <laughs> Did you lift him up by the shoulders no afterwards just <laughs> yeah. to nah. console his dick? I bet you sucked his dick. You're like, I don't know who Lil Baby is. Show I'm me sorry. the way, I'm friend. Sorry. Show me the way. Teach me. Teach I'm sorry. Me. I'll be your baby. I'll be, I'll be your baby. baby. Give me the bottle. I'm a stupid and, little baby and girl. Then I became the Lil Baby fan. <laughs> That's how Lil Baby fans are made. Okay. Okay. Wow. Who was the first then? Do you want me to tell you how palm trees were made? Yeah, tell me how palm trees are made, RJ. <laughs> Tell me this crackpot theory you got about palm trees. Yeah, stuff with eggs. Long story. <laughs> was was the, the gentleman at your work a cool guy? Uh, he's an 18-year-old Ooh, cool, yeah. guy. cool guy. Cool yeah. guy. Is his he name? listens to his, his gangster rap, but there's subs in his car just like me. Uh, is his name Zach? Uh, no, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me guess. Um, Ethan. No. Is it uh, Hunter? Ooh. No. <laughs> Um, Aiden. No. Is he white? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll keep Kevin. going along. Tyler. Well, I call him a double name, his first name. So. Is it a racial slur? No. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. It, it's, it's, he goes by John. Oh. Okay. I, I imagine. John. <laughs> I imagine this song coming on while RJ was at work. And you really getting into work. Was I wrong? Mm. Mm. Uh, first time I heard this, I didn't like it. Mm. Um, I never got into Future, never got into, what is the, the ASAP people? ASAP Mom. Never listened to any of them, really. <laughs> you know those ASAP people? The ASAP people. Um, I know ASAP Rock. That's a slur. I know ASAP Rock. <laughs> and I know ASAP Rock. I don't that's listen to that ASAP music. Um, <laughs> But like as far mm. as the, uh, it's just I, I was like I don't know what you're saying. I was like I, I hear your, <laughs> I hear your trill hats kind of like yeah. And then I was like the lyrics kind of sound like they're positive, uplifting, like kind of pushing you on. I was like all right. So I listened to a couple times again. Then I threw it in my car and I was like ooh, there's subs in here. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was like all right, there's the bass. And I was like ah, all right. So it's not really like a leading <laughs> bass line. But it's just like, do, 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 something like that. And I was like, all right, that's cool because it fills it in. I appreciate that for the music. And then I think I listened to it like five, six other times. And I was like, all right, I don't hate you anymore. I do appreciate <laughs> what it is. I'm curious of who it is. And then I showed it to uh, John John at my work. And he was just like, no, he's one of the biggest artists. So I kind of skimmed through his yeah, like, top songs. Shit. 
And I was just like, <laughs> okay, like, he's popular, so it, it is like the future. It's like the new guy going around. So I was like, maybe I'd need to put more effort into listening to his discography and stuff like that. But uh, first I didn't like it, but then I was like, all right, I appreciate it. I want to yeah. try to go undercover as a cool kid and see how long <laughs> I could pass off. Like, get got, a penny board and a vape pen. You got a, a TikTok pen. dance. Yeah. You like, got to learn the dances. What's up, y'all? This is this is some big mood right here. I'm like, Ooh. oh, this is, these are some vibes. What y'all? What you chilling? <laughs> what, what you chilling? What you chilling, fam? I'm like a little color streak <laughs> in your hair. Yeah. You want to listen to Billie Eilish? Yeah. <laughs> How's that WAP? Is that How's WAP that good? W- <laughs> How's your WAP? <laughs> Hope it's I hope it's extra W. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep it W. Keep keep it whoppy. Yeah. Where's where my snail trails at? Where's snail trail? <laughs> hey girl, you swipe swipe they like an ATM card. Yeah. <laughs> clap clap them cheeks. What? <laughs> That's when I get arrested. Uh, what is that movie where they Just, go back to high school? Oh, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. yeah. Devin oh, shows yeah. up at a high school. <laughs> Sup, fam? <laughs> I thought you were thinking of the Drew Barrymore classic. Never been kissed. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> or is it? I think it's in the Wet Hot American TV show that Elizabeth mm. Banks is working at the record company, and she goes to the summer camp and search for Chris Pine, who's oh. in the cabin. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to rewatch that. That series was underrated. Yeah, so good. Even the, I, I like the second season too. Where they're older. Yeah. Yeah. It it was so weird to see Coop just looking so different. Yeah, so haggard. So haggard because in the like in the He's movie a great he was director, the tall though. skinny ass guy, yeah. so skinny. And then it's like he actually looks like a He's not even super fat. He just put on normal weight. Yeah. Showalter, so he's, he's a great director now. Yeah, I've been seeing so much stuff that him and David Wayne have been doing. Yeah. And then I'm like, like I find a movie that I like. Uh, just watch it the other day. The Watch. Oh, yeah. I think that's uh, Showalter or Wayne. Yeah, that makes sense. Or Michael Ian Black. It's one uh, of them. I think Michael Ian Black is waiting for, like, I Love the 80s, too, or whatever. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he's doing much right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was one of them though. I think it was Michael Showalter hmm. that was in it, uh, or he was doing the news on it. So I'm pretty sure he had something to do with it. That there's been a few movies. Oh, Wanderlust. Yeah, Wanderlust is pretty funny. Yeah, and yeah. they're just like in the background. It's like the new, uh, like the Judd Apatow movies. But if it's not a Judd Apatow movie and it's good, it's Showalter or Wayne. Yeah. 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 So the song grew on you, RJ. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. So yeah, I don't hate it anymore. I I like you know, it's one of those that I, I look forward to uh, playing the album or yeah. the playing the mixtape. It was vibes. It was vibes. It's a big big mood. Yeah. I was mooding. I had a raging mooder. Hashtag. <laughs> Can you say that? Like if you go to like kids, you're like, I got a raging mooder right now. I just say everything <laughs> sexually, like. Oh, this is so vibes. Big. Oh, I got a big mood. Wait, right what, now. what is that? What is the like the major drip? What did he call it? Drip. Well, oh, oh, what did he say? I don't know. Oh, what did he say? Dirty hard hard ass drip. Yeah, yeah he's like I'm, yeah. I got a hard ass dripping vibe right now my, for you. My wop is hard and drippy. <laughs> yeah. Drip too hard. 
I drip too hard. That's it. <laughs> I, I drip got a hard ass drip. <laughs> I so just drip too hard, baby. <laughs> From here on out, we should rate the these songs not by points, but by drips. Oh, Ooh, how many drips? Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is a full on tsunami. I'm fucking wet. <laughs> and did you come back for another drip right afterwards? Oh, yeah. yeah. I always come back for more drips. Yeah. Has nothing to do with the song. I'm just addicted to drip. I'm going to piss on you. <laughs> I just love the drop. This is a few droplets. You know, it's not a full-on drip. <laughs> but it's a drops. Yeah, it's a it's a drip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on. Track number three, we've got How to Hustle by Boldy James off the mixtape House of Blues. This mixtape came out in 2017. Track number four off of it, two minutes and 51 seconds. Uh, James Clay Jones the third, better known as Boldy James, American rapper from Detroit, Michigan. I could have sworn he's Atlanta. Did I fuck that up? I think he moved. Yeah, maybe he's born in Detroit, and then I could have sworn makes music in Atlanta. Yeah, I could have sworn he was that he's an Atlanta guy. I mean, either way, oh, man, Atlanta sound a little bit. No, this okay. says he's born in Atlanta. Oh, what the fuck? Are there two Boldy Jameses? Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, side note: We mentioned Childish Gambino. You know how he got his name? Yes. How did he get his name? Wu Tang Clan name generator. Damn! I saw that today, and I <laughs> thought that was so funny. I gave you a chance to say it, but yeah, I lo- yeah, I love. Yeah, that so he went to Atlanta when he was super young. Okay, so that counts. Yeah, that makes sense. He was born, but yeah. he grew up in yeah, Atlanta. Right. I was yeah. born in Redwood City, but. I know nothing about it. My, <laughs> my hip-hop influence is purely Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I mean, so back to Boldy. my life into pieces, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in 2009, Boldy James' first big break on the national scene came in the form of two features on The Cool Kids and Don Cannon mixtape Merry Christmas on the songs Barbecue Wings and Tires. Cool uh, Kids? Yeah. Wait, when was that? 2009. Oh. No, I I haven't listened to them for a long time. Yeah, that was sorry. That just brought back. Oh, I gotta look them up again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what they sound like, but I remember I love those guys. Yeah. Huh. Uh, also, in 2010, he was featured on the Chip the Rapper song "Fat Raps," uh, remix alongside Big Sean, Asher Roth, Dom Kennedy, and Chuck English. Bully James and Cool Kid member producer Chuck English are cousins. Um, so I got turned on to Boldy through, technically through Freddie Gibbs. Um, so mm. Boldy, he came out with, uh, I think maybe two at this point, uh, collaborations with The Alchemist. And I've taken over my hip hop uh, dives, I've taken a dive on The Alchemist. And uh, so I was, so he had an album that came out last year with The Alchemist that is fucking fantastic. It's really Boldy good. James? Yeah. It's, okay, it's really good. Now you have my attention. Yeah, and hmm. he, he, if you look at his last two, one of them's called Versace something, and then there's the one with the Alchemist. It's it's a s- s- extreme change from what he was doing before. Yeah, extreme because like the albums, the Alchemist just does that. So um, yeah, well, I mean, Freddie, he did that to Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, like from all the Freddie Gibbs stuff before uh, Pinata. Is, well, Pinata even because that's Mad Lib. Yeah, Pinata. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like, like Pinata came out, and 
you see you really see like the um the DJ's influence on the music. Yeah. Like how big it is. Because Freddie Gibbs like works great on his own, but paired up with Mad Lib, like Pinata was a brilliant album. Love. And then complete change when you go into Alfredo and yeah. Fetty. Fetty, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. The Alchemist, he just the Alchemist. Yeah, he just does that. So on Dat Piff, there's a a Domo Genesis mixtape that's from like 2012 that I think is called No Idols, if I remember correctly. And it's Domo and the Alchemist. And it is one of the best like beginning to end albums I've ever heard. It's so fucking good. And it bothers me that it's only on Dat Piff um, because it has yeah. some fucking great songs. And it has 2012 Freddie Gibbs on there. So it's 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 interesting hearing a different sounding Freddie Gibbs, but still yeah. over Alchemist stuff because yeah. it, it, you can see the future essentially in that mixtape. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you ever listen to the album Russian Roulette by yeah. The Alchemist? Yeah, that album's insane. Yeah, it's one of the few albums that he raps on. Yeah, and it's fully made up of samples of Russian music. Yeah, and it's so good. His. Like, it, his it's stuff irritating. is so as far as i understand russian roulette is the the when he i don't know how to put it properly it's when he really figured out exactly what he was doing because everything from that point on is pretty solid if i understand the alchemist right it's everything kind of before that is kind of hit or miss except for his rap group with scott con yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i can't remember the name it was like who it was who something it was some pun on the word who like houdini <laughs> maybe hey, was, maybe because i know oh, houdini's it might be a rapper though it's not you know houdini is but it, yeah it was, <laughs> i i tried looking at music by them and they've just scrubbed it from the internet like scott con doesn't want it out there <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah so the alchemist is how i got to boldy and uh i like his other mixtapes because he has a lot of them but his last two albums are really fucking good but i kind of chose this song to be on here because it sounded like a different era of rap Mm -hmm. than when it came out in 2017 to me and it i just put me in a good mood every time the song came on so i threw it on there even though there's other songs that i like more from him um, this song just like put me in a good mood and the most of the songs on this mix like put me in a good mood so i thought it fit because of that um but uh what's your guys' relationship with this dude aren't you you ever heard of boldy james he sounds like moldy james <laughs> Say, is that what you call yourself in the morning yeah, yeah. <laughs> when i wake up and i'm just like oh, i'm groggy i'm usually randall james I, but right now i'm moldy james. i haven't had my coffee <laughs> So yeah, I, I've never heard of him. Um, kind of side. What the cool that? kids say? Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't think they knew who this was. Oh, uh, fuck I tried you to then. play it for a group <laughs> of people. Wait, the band, the cool kids? <laughs> I tried to play it for well, the one that knew who the last mix, like a lot of them off the last mix was, uh, doesn't work with us anymore. So I couldn't show it to him. And then other times I would push play. While like working, and then they would just kind of play, and then it would go to their automatic like kind of songs after it. So they never got to listen to it. A lot of them. Um, the only one that really got to pay attention to the mix was like, "Hey, who's little baby?" Mm-hmm. So it's like the the rest of the mix they didn't really pay attention to. It was just kind of background noise. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't know their relationship with this, uh, but I I did kind of look into it, kind of skimming through it, and I did find the Alchemist one. Did you find the cover for it? I love the cover Super of that cool. one. Yeah, that is the craziest cover, and I just I just just want to listen to it. Hmm. Um, I skimmed through it, and I was like, it's different from the song you put on there. Oh, it's so different. He he has a song on there called Snort with Freddie Gibbs, and mm-hmm. it's fucking so good. It sounds like it belongs on Alfredo or Fetty. Like, that's just what the Alchemist does. Like, Boldy, like, in this song, his cadence is very, like, da, 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 da. And, like, in his... (laughs) And in the last two stuff that he's working with, the Alchemist, he is completely different. His cadence is, like, still, like, very consistent, where, like, he doesn't really take much of a break break in between stuff. But, like, he is so much smoother. It's It's interesting but yeah hmm. go on. yeah so i as going through i kind of skimmed through that album and i was like well this is different i want to listen to this yeah so it's going to be on one of those i definitely have to listen to but i first time hearing this song i was like all right we 100 percent changed it is the rest of this mix going to be hyphy <laughs> that's what it mm-hmm. sounds like right yeah <laughs> and then i was like all right you're not gonna like me for this but literally instantly in my head i pictured like ti yeah. Like I picture some like hype music, and I was like, "All right, I don't know if Mike's gonna go down that road." <laughs> I threw it in my car, and I was just like, "The subs are very oh, apparent. They're beautiful. They, <laughs> they boom. Yeah, they boom. It fills up because it was a lot of those where it's just like you got your thud, you got your like West Coast boom. Yeah. It's a mixture of both. It just drains everything out. I just turned them up full blast and yeah. I had my windows down." <laughs> People, like old ladies were looking at me, and I'm like, "Honey, I'll show you how to hustle." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, "Don't worry, it's a song." Girl, I Sorry. can see you had to hustle. Um, <laughs> Suddenly, RJ has a pimp suit. <laughs> <laughs> Front you a bag. I know I trust you. My only, get over here, bitch. My only concern about the song, like a hundred percent, bitch, is it, I think for like the mix itself, all the songs I found as like an uplifting and positive and then all of a sudden like you know ti comes in here he's like i'm gangster motherfucker i'll show you how to. i was like okay you're a little different threw me off a little bit but besides that i think it, it was a fun song i enjoy it yeah and that's my car loves it yeah the fun aspect the or putting me in a good mood aspect no i was, was like yeah. this is not fitting the mix and then i was like all right i like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then listening to the alchemist stuff i was like oh i'm so intrigued yeah when yeah. when i first heard this mix and this song um, I was just like, did this come out in twenty like two thousand ten? Yeah, two thousand eight. Because yeah. and it does not like I would not think that like a dude who yeah when when does Pitbull come into this? Yeah. Song? <laughs> I feel like Trick Daddy could be on here. Yeah, or something yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> it's Master P. And I again like I'm not a fan of that era of rap, no. but I for me I love this song. It's just it puts yeah. me in a good mood. If this was on. Your last mix, I would have told you to fuck right off and you know <laughs> nothing about rap, and you're done. This is on my mix. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it just it didn't fit, and then in the context of this mix, somehow it fits. <laughs> That's so confusing, right? Right? <laughs> but what I, the only thing I compare it to is Denzel Curry. The energy of it and the yeah. bounce of it is similar to Denzel Curry because he has those moments in albums where I hear that influence, and I 
and it's the influence that brings me back to TI and Ludacris, and I don't like it, and the yeah. hyphy rap, and exactly. I don't like that. But whenever they do it, I like it. The stuff that you associate with Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. And that was uh, in my notes. I said, this is the song that reminds me most of Atlanta rap. Right, yeah. And I love it. <laughs> so I, know. I don't know. I was so I confused know. listening to the song. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> oh, I shoulder danced every time I heard this song. Every time it came <laughs> on, they would not stop moving. I don't care where I was. like, yeah, you go fucking teach me how to talk shit. It was so good. It made me, yeah, it made yeah. me feel good. Yeah, I get jazzed when I'm working yeah. out to this mix. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm getting yeah. jazzed. Yeah. I just think of how I could become a better little baby fan listening to the song. I mean, he'd teach you how to hustle, but he can't teach you how to like little baby. Yeah. yeah. You got to do that on yeah, your but own. Yeah, literally from little baby and just kind of, because it was an upbeat song, but I feel like it was just his like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, we're, we changed. <laughs> yeah. Wake we up, RJ. Fucker taking me up from my nappy time. <laughs> <laughs> but it it worked. Like you made it work with the the rest of the songs and surprisingly the last song. Like the last song blended in well with this one. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't understand I don't, Atlanta yeah. at all. <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right, so uh, track number four, we've got Proud of You by Earth Gang with Young Thug off of Maryland. Uh, it's track number five off that album, coming in at three minutes and 58 seconds. Um, Earth Gang, American hip-hop duo from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, composed of Atlanta-based rappers uh, Johnny Venus. Uh, how are we going to say this? Penis. Wow, Greater, maybe? Mm, I don't know. Uh, they are co-founders of Spillage Village, which we already talked about. Um, we got six slack in there. <laughs> Gold six slack. Oh, the black one. Hey, 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 hey! hey. hey. Pronounced black. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you that one. Uh, formed in 2008, Earth Gang released their first EP, "The Better Party," in 2010. Um, this was followed by several singles and two mixtapes. Uh, while touring in 2016, Earth Gang began uh, conceptualizing a deconstructed album, which would form the three EPs leading up to the major label debut album, Mirrorland. The trilogy, Rags, Robots, and Royalty, was released between 2017-2018. Earth Gang describes the album as a cinematic musical experience filled with delicate del- delication? Delicious. <laughs> and delight. <laughs> um, uh, it says in an interview with, <laughs> with Pitchfork, <laughs> uh, in an interview with Pitchfork, Alu said the album was is inspired by The Wiz, the 1978 film that adapts uh, The Wizard Black of Oz. Black Wizard of Oz? Yeah. <laughs> we thought about how if we're going to make a project sonically to rival The Wiz, we got to create another world for people to imagine and go to. You know, when Dorothy got swept away and she met the Munchkins, that was such a beautiful thing. You could see Quincy Jones on the piano just playing away. That's what La La Challenge is about. Um, yeah. So, Earth Gang. Um, Real quick, I, I, wish, I wish they would adapt more white things into black movies and just rename it. 
I don't know what, but well, like, what's an example of that? Well, because like, didn't they have like the what is it? Do the right thing is, uh, fuck, I forgot the not do the right thing. There's like a few movies from the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's all that. Like, oh yeah, black people have a different version of that. That was oh, first. Yeah. yeah, she's all that is like the white version of that. Right. I forgot what it's called. Um, but there's a, a few of those types of movies. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'd even go for like Black Ghostbusters. But like, uh, like maybe one just called I Ain't Going in There. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like is this, she's all that. She's our thing. <laughs> she's, yeah, that's, that's that girl. Um, no, it was fuck. What was it called? I can't remember. But yeah, they ha- there was a few of those movies where like the black version came out first. Yeah, and then white people stole it. Just like and everything. Just like jazz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I want more of those movies. I've never seen The Wizard of Oz or The Wiz. Oh, really? But I'm curious how that one in particular plays out. Uh, the Wiz is interesting. Field of Dreams, maybe. Field that, of Dreams? No. <laughs> <laughs> that might, no. That's a book. I mean, it, <laughs> no, it's a movie. Kevin Costner. No, I know. I want to see the black version of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went from Spillage Village to Earth Gang. Um, that's how I got to Earth Gang. And I like Earth Gang. I don't love them as much as I enjoy Spillage Village. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this song, and I wanted to have another Young Thug thing on here for Devin to try to convince him yep. of Young Thug. <laughs> yep. And also, just the beginning of the song, I felt... I I love the song beginning to to end, and I felt like the beginning of the song what I was gonna throw Devin through a loop. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as far as a little baby, the er, no, little th- young thug, young thug. Little, young little young little, <laughs> little baby, thug baby boy. young th- thug, little, little thug baby boy, like when he was a teenager, thuggy baby little bo- little little baby boy, <laughs> little baby boy, little thug. young young thug, um, Ti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I I liked him on this one, and there was another song that he had. I think I talked about it last week called "Little Baby." Yeah, by Young Thug that showed up, and I liked it. But at this point, with Young Thug, I'm still like, I'm like a timid Chihuahua in the corner <laughs> to him. Like I haven't warmed up to him yet, but yeah. I'm not barking at him. Like, <laughs> uh, he, he might. He might be on my good side, but yeah. I haven't given him enough chances yet. I don't know if I'm ready to. You know? So have you listened to more Earth Gang stuff? Yeah, I've listened to Earth Gang for a while. Okay. So is this song like a good representation of them or no? Not no. Really. Yeah, that's what I no. felt like. It's fine. Um, and it's like I like the song. Yeah. But it's not really representative of what they are. It They do have – to me, they have more of the – so what you're talking about before with Spillage Village and like the positivity and you were kind of alluding to like the like is this a Christian theme? Yeah. Like that's throughout Chance the Rapper's whole thing. And that's the stuff that I love the most and I'm the furthest from religious. Right. And I connect with Chance the Rapper on all of his religious stuff when he has gospel choirs in there. Mm-hmm. Like I believe it. And that's the thing. So that makes me feel good and just listening to his music makes me feel good. I get that same thing from uh, Spillage Village mostly, and then Earth Gang has a lot more of that feeling to it, I guess. Yeah, right. Like, they're uh, 
they're a lot more all over the place. They're more like Flatbush Zombies or mm. uh, Underachievers, mm-hmm. where they have a variety of songs. Yeah. And it doesn't really pin down one certain style. So I don't know what would be a good representation of them, but like this one, it, it's a good song and it fits the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily like a one that I would show to somebody and be like, hey, this is Earth Gang. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. to me, it it sounds like a, listening to more of their stuff, it just kind of, it sounds like a Young Thug song, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it does have a lot of that influence. Yeah. Um, um, I, I got to see the albums that I've listened to by Earth Gang, because I haven't heard all their stuff. It's just kind of something I play every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I listen to Torba, mostly. And oh, what was the other one? Oh, Strays with Rabies. Mm. Yeah, Torba and Strays with Rabies. Nice. Or no, maybe it was an EP. But yeah, just like two of theirs. Yeah, two of them. But they're both different. All the songs are different. There's not. It's like a mixtape, if anything. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're on that uh, Dreamville with uh, the. Yeah. I think it's J. Cole's record label. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, did the what you how'd you feel towards the beginning of it, Devin? Um, I don't know what you mean because I think I didn't notice it. I think it blended in with the last one. Maybe oh. I was still in shock with the, the like last opening one. of the song is just like it kind of sounds like a like a reggae song. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I remember this now. Okay, yeah. I didn't I didn't take note of it, but. It, Yes, I was because, so surprised, yeah. and I was like, oh, he's getting into reggae now. He said he'd never like reggae. I was like, I'm going to make a reggae mixtape, and then yeah. I got into it, and then I was like, okay. It's it's infl- it's like the same thing as the Young Thug song. Mm-hmm. It's influenced by maybe Sean Kingston, which yeah. Sean Kingston's maybe influenced by reggae. Who is influenced by Sean Kingston? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, he's Sean. A, I a, respect you as a person. He's a major role model yeah. for many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think there, there's a concept that I have in my head that I don't know what it means, um, but that there's a difference. So there's like reggae, which comes from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's reggaeton that mm-hmm. comes from Puerto Rico. And then Jamaica. <laughs> and then there's Italy. And then there's just like Caribbean music. <laughs> yeah, like steel drum shit. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like I hear I don't know if I'm just maybe I'm just attracted to Caribbean music. Because I hear Caribbean influence in this song. Yep. Um, Have you heard uh, PIMP by 50 Cent? He has a steel drum in that one. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you heard about me, but a bitch can't get a dollar out of me. I think it's steel drum. Is Rihanna from Trinidad? Trinidad. Ooh, yeah. 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 What's that's technically? I know it's pretty far. It's like Bahamas, near South America. I think it's just considered Bahamas. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's Caribbean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she does have a sound, especially in her older stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is Caribbean influenced. Mm-hmm. Um, she brings it back occasionally. Yeah, fuck that album. Anti is so good. I don't know if you listen to that, but no, I need to give that stuff so more good. of a try because it seems to be more attractive to me now. 
I think you would be more into it now because I remember we were talking about it before when we were talking about like female, like Lady Gaga and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got into Rihanna and you were surprised. And I was like, I understand because I was surprised too. <laughs> but you got to give it a shot. Yeah. And I think now you'd be more open to it. Yeah, I think so too. And it's not as like hip hop influenced or anything. It's, she, it's Riri. It's a brand of her own. Yeah, it really is. Like, yeah, it's good. Um, RJ, I, I think you're. I think you're gonna like some sort of reggae at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think you're lean. I think you're moving towards that direction. It's a dangerous <laughs> road. This is a gateway drug to it. And I'm just warning you. But you're gonna feel like you're gonna get into some reggae. Yeah. If you if you get one of those Mexican ponchos, that's the first sign. I have a poncho. If you start buying, if you, have you bought a hacky sack? No, I used to hacky. Oh, that's not a good sign. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a sign of a future reggae. Idea. Just go to Ben Askren's disc golf tournament. <laughs> yeah, you play disc golf. You get all the markers of a reggae fan. Yeah. Um, RJ, what was uh? How'd you feel towards this song? So besides a uh, chance to rapper being on this one too. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's all over the place. He's everywhere. Yeah. I think the reason why I didn't like the song is the reggae aspect. Mm. I literally put in my notes, reggae, and I was like, oh, yeah. I hate reggae. I right. hate reggae. And I yeah. hear it, and I've Fuck listened you, to it Devin. many, many times, and I'm just like, I can't get on board with this. I like the flows. I like the, the, how they presented themselves, because it kind of goes to the intro, then it kind of, I was like, all right, it changed. Still don't like you. I was like, the subs are there, still don't like you. And I was like, I don't know why I could not jump on this one. Because all the things that probably if you're like, listen to this guy's flow, listen to how he presented himself, listen to the beat, it works. And the album cover, they got animals on it. That's cool. Yeah. They got like giraffes and stuff. Um, but it's cover. just kind of, I, I, I couldn't get on to this. And I was like, I do, I'm interested in listening to their other stuff, but if, this is their other stuff, if you will. I was like, I don't know if I would like this. No, I, I yeah, I, I don't think I couldn't. In the stuff that I listened to from them, I couldn't find another song that was like this. Because I don't yeah. know if it's. I'm, I'm curious with RJ if it's that you are really put off by like auto tune. I, I don't like auto tune. Yeah. I don't. Devin said TI. TI doesn't use auto tune. I didn't say T.I. I didn't say T.I. shit. Using auto-tune? Yeah, you said T.I. T-Pain. No, no, you said T.I. Uh, <laughs> I was going to correct you, but I let you go through Let's your run back the tape. <laughs> Rewind that said shit. fucking T-Pain. T-Pain. And I it? guarantee you T.I. uses auto-tune <laughs> at <laughs> one he point. He probably has. Yeah. By now. So either way, I'm right, but I said T-Pain. <laughs> I'm going to go with RJ on this one. <laughs> I'm love the stripper. I'm love the stripper. I like how he used uh, like just like familiar artists and he was going through to refer to a certain time frame like oh yeah yeah like trick daddy and he's like yeah like master p i was like oh that's like 10 years before master p <laughs> trick master daddy. p was early 90s versus <laughs> trick daddy was like late he's early still 2000s. around yeah master p uh, yeah like little romeo is now romeo because uh, yeah, he's grown up little so, bow wow bow wow is just bow wow or little bow wow is yeah. now just bow wow wait who's who's little bow wow's uncle like job rule or something. It's one know. of the Baja men. <laughs> <laughs> Puffy was fine. The Puffy was fine. No, I think you had little Bow Wow. Oh, and Master P wanted like his own. Like, I want to make a little something too. Is our Baja men 
Is that reggae? That's something. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> reggae. That's, that's, that's something. That is something. <laughs> Can you imagine like a Rihanna featuring the Baja? <laughs> I'd give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Baja men beats. <laughs> But Rihanna sings on it, so it's like, oh, I appreciate you, but I hear the Who Let the Dogs Out over yeah. and over again. <laughs> I wonder but if someone he... sampled that in like a good way at this point. Who? 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 <laughs> yeah. That kind of makes that hurts my insides. Who, ow, I'm curious. Ow, who? Ow, ow. No, no, no. Uh, you give, this, you cool. give this to the alchemist and be like, do something with this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, got it. Yeah, well, fuck, what's that show called? There's a show on uh, on some rap magazine on YouTube that uh, takes a DJ like Alchemist or like LP and has them like make up a beat on the fly with like they pull out a couple records. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You showed me this. Yeah, it's really cool. You should watch it. It's only like a 15-minute thing, but it shows their whole process. They'll pull out like two or three records from a record store. Yeah, you got to find that and send that to me. That sounds really cool. I remember that. That awesome. Yeah, I'll look up the name of it. Yeah. But Alchemist has been on a few. Yeah, it's, Dude, it's I can't tough. imagine how much legal stuff Alchemist has to go through. Well, sampling, it's fair use if it's under 10 seconds. He does not use stuff under 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. He has I, whole snippets of dialogue from movies. Oh, I don't know about movies. Yeah, that's what I don't know. Hmm. Or maybe it's like in the photography realm, in the model realm. It's like you pay the model if she has more followers versus you pay the photographer if he has more models or uh, followers. Maybe it's just like the alchemist. The like, movie no, fucking I have seven point two million followers. This sounds, Your yeah. movie's only seen ten people. Like Social 10 people scores. Followers. Yeah, this sounds like pimp math again, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Are you sure you're not a pimp? <laughs> Yo, I'm from Hot Lanza. <laughs> so this bitch come to me the other day. She's like, <laughs> I want my money. I said. Bitch, I want my money. No, I want... What the fuck you talking about, bitch? Where my money at? You don't get no money. Where my money at? I give you a good fucking life. <laughs> you get me the money, bitch. Who you daddy? Who you daddy? You get out up back on the streets, motherfucker. Yeah, I heard Devin, that. you and I should be pimps. We should. We'd be pretty <laughs> good pimps. I'd yeah. just slap him, Devin. You just do the I'd talking. I'd be too nice. Like, <laughs> Devin actually... just does the talking. Yeah, you just do the talking. <laughs> but like, you're actually like really pretty. You shouldn't be doing this. Smack! <laughs> Smack! Yeah. Like I need money. Well, I'll just I can just give you some money. <laughs> you'll, cut, you'll bring it back next week. You'll bring it back. <laughs> you want to listen to some reggae in my garage? <laughs> How do you feel towards ska? <laughs> I don't it listen to it anymore, trumpets. but I used to listen to it. You know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <heard> pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you like that's common writer. A beginning of a. Ooh, I love common writer. Do you really? Yeah, the TV shows. We gotta come back to this. I'm so confused. Oh, Common Rider? What? Yeah, Common Rider. It's a Japanese show. It's the first of the um, fuck. What's it called? It's a. It has a name for it. Um, but it's essentially the Power Rangers in America was like oh the thing that God. took off here. Um, but Common Rider started in the 70s, and it's the fuck. What's that? It, they have a word for that style of Japanese filmmaking because it's not just. It's it's not that they're just making a TV show. Mm. It's that eventually it's that they're making a Japanese TV show to bring to America to get American actors to go into edits of it, but they're still using footage from the Japanese TV show. So like Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. So they have that same look to it. Yeah. Like the same filmography style. Oh. Same style, but it was before 
they started bringing stuff to the states, so it was just Japanese. Oh shit! So could they do different versions of that in different countries and yeah. still use all the cutscenes and like, oh, exactly. we have this pre-made TV show. You just need to film five minutes per episode of yep. them with their masks off. One hundred percent. And they're Fucking always genius. working off of like two years behind because they'll make a show, and then the Americans have to make their version of the show, and so they're always working in this weird cycle. It's pretty cool. It's like Jeopardy. They just film all the episodes in a week. Yeah. Damn. Okay, so no, Common Rider is a band that came out of Operation Ivy that's a fusion of reggae and punk. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I was no. surprised when you were like, I love Common Rider. Yeah, I was like, hold on. This is not my... If you look up the real Common Rider, he has a fucking <laughs> scarf. So, fuck those guys. Um, all right, so rounding off the mix here, we've got Liberation by Outcast with CeeLo Green CeeLo. and Erica Badu. Off. We're going to go with Aquemini. Uh, Aquemini. <laughs> uh, this album came out in 1995 or 1998. It's track number 15 off the album. It's like seven minutes and something seconds. Hell yeah. Uh, but Outcast formed in 1992, uh, just outside of Atlanta. Uh, Andre 3000, big boy, widely recognized for their intricate lyricism, memorable melodies. And positive messages. Outcast is often regarded as one of the greatest and most influential hip hop acts of all time. The duo achieved both critical acclaim and commercial success from the mid 1990s to the early 2000s, helping to popularize Southern hip hop while experimenting with diverse genres such as funk, psychedelic, psychedelia, jazz, and techno. Um, Benjamin and Patton formed the group as high school students. Um, Outcast, they released their first debut album, Southern Playlist, (laughs) Southern Playlist, (laughs) I Cadillac Music. Yeah, it's all one word. In 1994. Um, In September 2003, the duo released the double album, Speaker Box, uh, The Love Below, which featured... The number one single is Hey Ya and The Way You Move. Does it have Sorry Miss Jackson on it? Yeah. No. No, that's no, on uh, that Stankonia. Right? Stankonia. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the album won the Grammy Award for Album of the Year and was certified Diamond by the Recording Industry Association Damn. of America. They might be the Beatles. Uh, the duo is one of the most successful hip-hop groups of all time, having received six Grammy Awards. Rolling Stone ranked them number seven on its list of the 20 greatest duos of all time. It's just duos, period. Mm. Uh, Not as good as Japan droids. (laughs) Uh, Aquemini, that's their third album coming out in 1998. uh, Released as the follow-up from the duo's 1996 album, AT, or we'll just say at AT aliens. That's what we're going to say. Okay. AT aliens. Yeah, it's eight. No, it's AT aliens because they call it the ATL. Oh, that's right. AT aliens. AT aliens. Real quick, more iconic duo Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan. Go. Will Smith. I got those names right. That wasn't TI. TI T Pain. was certified platinum in 1998, only two months after its release. Um, all right, so I don't know. I'm going to read some stuff. I don't know how familiar you guys are with this album. Um, 
But, all right. So, The Art of Storytelling Part 1 tells the story of a self-destructive childhood friend named Sasha Thumper who dies of a drug overdose. Commenting on the song's lyrical content, author Mickey Hess remarks that Andre 3000 manages to walk the fine line between emotionalism and masculinity by articulating the highly emotional narrative with an almost emotionalist tone. The next track, The Art of Storytelling Part 2, is an apocalyptic song that represents the group's vision of the last song recorded in the world. With Andre 3000 commenting, I do remember thinking, what if the end of the world and we had to get to the dungeon and some X-Men superhero shit? I think I was vibing on some edge of the world, last recorded song shit. Following his Mamacita, which features Dungeon Crew rapper Masada, and a meditation <laughs> on male-female relationships inspired by an ex-girlfriend of Andre 3000 who began pursuing women after their breakup. Spotty Audi Dopalicious um, relates a story of ill-fated romance with Andre 3000 describing the infatuation during an encounter with a woman at a club and Big Boy noting the hopelessness of the relationship as the song progresses. Y'all Scared is a collaboration with three members of Goody Mob and contains the chant, If you scared, you ain't scared. Or, if you scared, say you scared. Accompanied by prominent organ and guitar work, Nathaniel is a capella rap by the group's close friend, who at the time was an inmate in a Georgia prison. And the song is recorded of an actual collect call during his time in jail. The track is an introduction to Liberation. The eight-minute-long liberation combines a variety of musical styles, including gospel, jazz, blues, and world music. The song is notable for not including rapped vocals and instead features vocal alternations between singing and spoken word styles. Lyrically, the track utilizes images of slavery and symbolize artistic freedom and not being concerned with the opinions of the public record labels. All right. So... Outcast, I had an idea of Outcast. Yeah. Which was Stankonia. Yep. Into Heya, yeah, into yep. whatever box. Can I borrow some sugar? I am your daddy. <laughs> into speaker box. Yep. Like, that's what I thought Outcast was, which was like a fun, a gimmick hip hop group of the early 2000s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think it was, honestly, it's the first time that i had any inclination of that they had a uh, uh, songwriting that i really appreciated was that cover of hey Off from years ago right yeah like that cover of hey Obadiah parker or yeah obadiah parker obadiah, obadiah. yeah the obadiah. first time that i heard that cover i was just like this is hey Ya? this yeah. is what they're talking about <laughs> lyrics of that <laughs> and th- i remember that was the first time that i was like oh this is really interesting didn't care at all after that and then since taking in a dive at atlanta i was having a hard time kind of tracking down what atlanta's sound was and then i was like well i guess i should just start from like the guys who pioneered it and for whatever reason i went to this album first and i had totally forgot that rosa parks was a song if you had yeah. played that song for me a couple of months ago i would have said oh that's probably like a west coast 90s artist yeah it's got the bounce to it yeah exactly but listening to this album i was 
blown away by it the first time that I listened to it beginning to end because I was confused as to when it came out, all the different sounds that was happening. And then I was just like, as I was listening to it, I was just like, is this like a concept album? Like, what am I, am I listening to like a hip hop concept album from 1998? Like, is that what I'm listening to right now? And sure enough, it's, it's conceptual in the album for how they kind of put it together. And I was just so surprised. And then I found once I got to liberation, this song, I was just like, I don't like CeeLo Green. Can't stand (laughs) CeeLo Green. Yeah. I was just like, I didn't even know CeeLo Green was around in the nineties. I thought he was someone that came up in like 2008, 2009. No, he's a closet freak, brother. (laughs) (laughs) And I just fell in love with the song, fell in love with this album. I do like Stankonia quite a bit. I think that for me, I listened to this album, Stankonia and Speakerbox, uh, recently. And this is by far my favorite out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so what is your guys' relationship with The Outcast? Arch? You, uh, you, you have more of a relationship with Outkast than I do. That's yes, what I figured. Uh, so I bought Stinkonia, and I was like, cool, I like all the hits. Cool. <laughs> I like them. And I think at that time, I had a friend that was like, Napster, it can download anything you want. <laughs> and I was like, cool. So I literally made a mixtape with all their hits on there. So I had Rosa Parks. I had like all, everything on there from their past. And I was like, cool. Like, I'll add it to a rap mix. So I was familiar with those, and obviously, you know, Stankonia, a little different from their older stuff, and I started going into it. I heard uh, AT Aliens, didn't want to say it for the longest time because I didn't know how to pronounce it, <laughs> yeah. um, but I listening to this one, I was just like, this brings back all the old outcasts. Andre 3000 always has been weird. Yeah. yeah. The way that it presents itself is fantastic. I love it. It's so unique, and it's just like, I'm weird. But the way I do it is like very professional. Yeah, he's yeah, a and art. I love he's that. A, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like he's, an art installment. He's a, yeah. He's the first like performance artist. Performance in artist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His whole life, like his whole person, and it's like he's like Andy Kaufman in a way. It's like he's not even trying. That is the way he is. Yeah. He's, I guess he's a good actor. Yes. Like he's not like the rest of these guys, like Luda. Who's doing whatever he's doing in the past? Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's a he's a legit good actor. Yeah, and he's like he is such a strange guy, but he's on another level. It's almost like it's almost like if Kanye smoked DMT and you talk to him while he's on DMT, mm. like that's the level that he's on, where mm-hmm. he says stuff that makes sense, but you're like, well, the way you're saying it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so See, the way okay, he does. Okay, he has that performance arts type, like the way that he presents himself. But I literally picture it as like, mind you, I don't know if you all agree with me, but kind of like an Aesop rock where he's just like, I'm going to have this ordinary like, you know, screwdriver. But the way that he's going to describe the screwdriver is differently. So he'll be like, I got a screwdriver. And then, yeah, and yeah. then he does it with a different performance than Aesop rock would. But he he's very like detailed in the very the way that he describes it and it's like you know that's a screwdriver i get yeah. it i guess yeah. the the big difference is is he's able to manage to be incredibly articulate while being fun yes fucking hey uh, yeah is one of the most devastating uh 
like relationship songs lyrically that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And it's put in such a light and fun tone, which is insane. Yeah. Like you, you hear that broken down by Obadiah Parker, or which even then I didn't even listen to lyrics. And then I re- like read the lyrics word, but like word for word. I'm like, fuck, like this is, a, I didn't know what the song was about. Yeah. And then you find like, I don't know. There's something about his songwriting that's so poetic, but then the performance of it, especially with Hey Ah too, like bringing in that positivity is like the antithesis of the song. And that's such like a performance in itself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And this album, like he, he's got a unique way of saying things like RJ was saying, he has a, he has a, a very good poetic ability where I like it, the things that he raps, I would just read and think it was beautiful for the most part. That's the thing you that know? really like threw me off listening to this album. I was just like, I would have never have guessed to be able to listen to Outcast and be like, oh, I hear so yeah. much Kendrick Lamar. I hear yes. so much yeah. Kendrick out of especially yes. this album. I was just like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that Kendrick was. Yeah. this influenced by this guy is this to pimp a butterfly yeah or yeah. even damn like there's aspects yeah. of this album with the way that it's arranged mm-hmm. in the poetic side of it or the concept side of it that were that is like oh like this feels like damn to me at this point yeah yeah it was super weird like i was not expecting to hear all the influences that outcast has at this point so we Touching base with kind of what we did before. If somebody was just like, hey, show me some cool stuff. Like, show me the Beatles a rap, right? Yeah. I know we mentioned this, and you're going to go more in details with it. But I was like, I would definitely, I would show you Kanye West. Because he's gone through such a journey over his time. Because I'm such a fan, too. And Outkast, they've gone from their their hip-hop days to whatever else they've gone into. But the whole thing is just a journey. For the, the way that they kind of did everything and it, it, it's i think they did a fantastic job because from their older ones prior to listening to this though i think i like at aliens better um mm-hmm. i i just my style i guess uh so i did re-listen to this album after hearing this one i was like it was fun um but this song in general it's just i've never had anything against CeeLo green I just <laughs> fuck you it's yeah. fun but then now listen i'm guessing neither one of you have listened to his other stuff no closet freak i want to because this song is like oh you're like heartbreaking oh no he's a funky sexy he's a funky sexy little nugget of a man (laughs) so i listened to it i was like all right i get it and then him bringing this into it and yet again like being I didn't know he was that involved with music that long ago. Because, yeah, I mean, producer, you listen right? to this and you're like, cool, CeeLo Green. Don't know who that is. Yeah. And then literally you're like, oh, that's the fuck you guy. Um, but- that was his big song recently. And then he did uh, uh, the Gnarls Barkley. I fucking. The second part of Gnarls Barkley, which I fucking hate. I love Gnarls Barkley. Really? They only have two albums and I, I like it. I don't even know what to call their style of music. Yeah. But I love Gnarls Barkley. They did something like similar, funky kind of, yeah, um, RB kind of stuff. It's Danger Mouse. They did something similar. There, there was a weird style that was coming out around that time that was trying to be Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, it was like a you know melding of two. Because what was the other guy from Gnarls Barkley? Was it the guy from Bush? No, it's it's Danger Mouse. 
Oh, Danger Mouse is okay. Yeah. Fuck, like there's another yeah. I for some reason disassociate and I think it's because of Danger Mouse, CeeLo Green from Gnarls Barkley. Like I like Gnarls Barkley, but if I've any CeeLo Green stuff I've heard, I don't like at all. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. I yeah. don't know if it's because of Danger Mouse. Well, they're very different. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, CeeLo Green I've, I never had anything against. He was just a, a strange little uh, <laughs> little man. Strange little man. <laughs> Like he's, it was like he was trying to be genuine, hmm. but really freaky, like R. Kelly in his head, freaky. Yeah, but like doing genuine songs, and he's just it was like too much R and B for me. Yeah, you know. Well, but he's interesting. Man, I can't believe you don't. I, do you remember the Charles Barkley song "Who's Gonna Save My Soul"? Hmm. Wasn't that a very powerful song? Dude, it's so fucking good. The music video is Who amazing. Save your soul. The music video has like a, you're seeing this destruction of a relationship with uh one of the guys from uh, Lonely Island. Um fuck, hmm. I forgot that dude's name. He's he's an actor too. The guy I I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you you've for sure seen him in other things. Yeah. Um he's the smaller one. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's <laughs> he's in this music video. And, like, there's a part of the music video where they're, like, sitting at a diner table and, like, he just, like, takes – he just, like, cuts his chest open and, like, pulls his heart out. It's so cool looking. Hmm. Yeah. It's great, though. What was their hit song? Crazy. That I don't – yeah, I don't like that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I – and Forget You was fine. Yeah. Uh, Did you uh, – Mike, I don't know if you have any information about CeeLo. No. All right, so this about like just kind of his history. It says, uh, so CeeLo Green, it's a he's part of the Goody Mob, consisting mm. of Big Gip, CeeLo, Cujo, and Timo. You know that Goody uh, Mob, Goody Mob, Timo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big Gip. They were a part of the hip hop collective, the Dungeon Family, which consisted of Outcast, Witch Doctor, Backbone, Big Rude, and Cool Breeze, and PA. See, mm, when you were talking about Spillage so Village with them, Spillage Village, and you said the bands that they were similar to. I think it was, was it Dungeon Crew. I think or I was Dungeon saying Family? that when I was reading Outcast stuff. No, in the beginning, we're talking about um, Spillage Village had these artists oh, that that's they were right. similar yeah. to. Yeah, and it was Dungeon something, but I thought it was Dungeon, Dungeon Family. I thought it was Dungeon Crew. Hmm. But it might be Dungeon Family. Either way, I'll be looking those guys up. <laughs> I'll give you a chance, CeeLo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how did you feel towards the song itself? RJ or me? I don't care. Well, I love this song so much. Really? Um, I love this album. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the only artists that I am the complete opposite of RJ on where he's heard everything else by them and not heard this album before. And this is the only album that I've ever heard by them Mm. and never listened to any of their other ones, but I know they're popular songs. I know the obvious ones. Yeah. And that's what I judge them on. And then somewhere in my musical journey, Somebody said Outcast Equemini was a good album. I was like, fuck you. No, it's not. <laughs> and I listened to it. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And uh, it's the same thing as Spillage Village has. It's the musicality of the whole thing. Like the whole album has a live band feel to it. It 
feels like these songs were written to be these songs the way to pimp a butterfly has that same feeling Mm -hmm. these songs were meant to be a certain way yeah like it wasn't just throw it down a beat i'll throw down the track which is great that's great but when you're making these like concept albums like that like the intention behind this is really felt and this song like is i mean first of all it's like seven and a half eight minutes like Mm -hmm. That's my perfect song length. So <laughs> make them all that, and I'm happy. Like, it, it, the whole, from top to bottom, like, there's so many influences in the song. There's, like, the gospel feel to it, but it's, like, a solemn gospel feel. It's, like, I call this song Melancholy Funk mm-hmm. because there's something soulful about it, but it's not quite soul. Mm-hmm. But it has the funk backbone. But to call it funk and compare it to, like, George Clinton or even... Funkadelic would be a little bit too much. You're like, yeah. that's no, it's, that doesn't have the energy of Parliament Funkadelic. It doesn't have the energy of just Funkadelic. It like, there's something about it that is unique to Outcast. It's really well done. I love the spoken word shit. I like CeeLo Green in it. I like everything that everybody contributed. Erica Badu's part is amazing. And the whole outro with the piano. Like oh, everything yeah, so flows good. together so well. It makes me feel like I'm in like a Baptist church, mm-hmm. you know, and just like witnessing this, like such a good song. So I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> RJ. It was I right. no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um so like the whole album, I've it's it's like one of those where I skimmed through it and I was like, all right, what is this outcast? All right, cool. I've heard some of these hits. All right, got it. Next album or kind of next artist. So I've heard this one before, but I haven't really listened to it. And I went through just because you brought this back and I was like, all right, I want to listen to AT Aliens. I, I know I like that one. So then I kind of listened to this one. I just kind of pushed play and saw where it took me. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun going mm-hmm. through this. Uh, I remember like the the one with the guy, Nathaniel, I think you said, was the one in prison. I was like, yeah. that's cool because it literally it was just like, hey, I'm locked up, but here's my rhyme. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, it, was, it was cool. I was like, I, I like that aspect that it kind of threw like a little wrench in the gears with the flow over it, I think. But it was cool because overall with everything, um, as far as CeeLo Green, I was like, I like his contribution with it. I think it was fantastic. I think ev- overall the song was fun from the beginning to the end. It was powerful. It did everything that I wanted to do. The sub sounded cool with it. And it, it was a great song. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the few songs that does not feel like it's eight minutes long. No, yeah, I, w- I was I was having a good time the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it has that church feel to it, that gospel feel, but yeah. it's not. It's too somber to be gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, gospel is like upbeat, and this is like. I mean, they said it like evokes images of slavery and yeah. all that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I get that. Like it, there's something about it that's just like deep and powerful, but still like you know listenable like it mm-hmm. it's not a sad song it's a like a great song like yeah it's a this, triumphant song but yeah, not in the sense also, of like queen or something yeah you know? and super timeless like it this song yeah like if i didn't know who outcast was and you're like this song came out in 1976 i'd be like yeah, yeah. i believe you sounds yeah. like 1976 <laughs> you yeah. play, when i heard this uh so i listened to this and i was like all right i know this i've heard this song before 
But then I was like, all right, this has to be an end of the song track on one of their albums. So I look it up and I'm like, of course, it's the song right before their last track. Yeah. And I was like, no, this could have been the last one. Yeah, I would have yeah. been so happy. But it works too. It's towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Um. All right. So how did I do RJ? So I had, uh, th- did I have three? Three, four, five. Three, four, five. Numbers. How did I do? Um. What were, what were the, the categories again? Favorite song, least favorite song, favorite artist. So my favorite song, I mean, I would like to pick the Outcast one because it, like, it's just a fantastic song. But you introduced me to number one, and I thought one was so fun. Oh. Such a great intro to the track. And I was like, I haven't heard this before. I didn't like too much of the rest of the album because I kind of skimmed through that. But I think it was such a fun way to bring it into it. Um. My favorite artist, Outcast. I'm gonna throw that out. That's easy. So you got that one right. Um, but my least favorite song, I was kind of in between three and four. I was kind of just like three because you don't fit because it's like literally all the songs I found as uplifting. Mm-hmm. They're all just like do this, and then it's like, bitch, I'm gonna show you how to hustle. <laughs> Fucking slap a hoe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, ah. But then rap rock came out, and I was like, ah, reggae. <laughs> I, I don't know. Wait, wait, I, wait. I will not. I'm not on board with what you just said. <laughs> Rap rock and reggae are two separate things. <laughs> I agree. They're both beautiful forms of art, and they did not deserve to be categorized together. Like if Limp Biscuit hopped on that track, no, no. Linkin like Park, Run DMC, and Aerosmith coming together, no. Like what? What about like? Lincoln Park and Jay Z. No, that'll yeah. never happen. So I just there's got to be a Wyclef Jean song and Lincoln I try to get something. into him and I was just like, nah. Wyclef and David Draymond from Disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it was between both of those. I was just like, honestly, I think the vibe of everything for four fits it, even though I'm not a huge fan of it. So I would just say because it didn't fit the vibe, I would pick three. But I did like that. But the thing is, you need that vibe for an Atlanta. You do. You do. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm very conflicted (laughs) about three and four. I think I would have to pick three just to pick three because it is different. Mm. Oh, man. I was so off. I was was so off on your favorite song. I was not expecting Spillage Village at all. It was was I wasn't either. I pushed play, and I told people to shut the Full go, but hold on. That's the beginning of the mix. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, you're talking. I thought three was going to be RJ's favorite song too. Yeah, because it it's yeah. that style of rap that he likes. It's, well, it's safe. <laughs> it's comfortable. It's familiar. In my yeah. my notes, I put Ti. So I was like, some of the Ti. But when's the last time I listened to a Ti or Ludacris album? Yeah, but when's the last time you listened to any of these other? Types of music, so that's why I was surprised that you were like open Outcast? to. I listen. I listen to probably. Outcast. Well, I listened to the Obadiah <laughs> Parker probably like a month ago. I mean, it's not. It doesn't Outcast. Classic <laughs> Outcast song. It's a white, fat, bearded man playing an acoustic guitar that is not it's Outcast. Cool though, but yeah. it's an Outcast song. If Outcast yeah. had, oh, it's great. If Outcast had a third part of their career, I would consider them in that like goat category yeah but they just they could come back and compete with the drakes and yeah they just didn't kendrick's once they like ventured into that territory of like yeah we're making really good songs that belong on the radio that are like great songs but also they go on the radio like that they needed another level because they stopped after speaker box i think yeah i think that's their last album that they came out with 
I think they had some kind of falling out. I remember seeing some videos of Andre 3000 and he was being so weird. Yeah. And then there's some stories of him doing just weird stuff, like alien stuff. And I'm like, oh, this guy <laughs> lives the life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's out there. So, all right. So, getting back for together. Devin, I thought one to one. How did I do? Yeah. So, my favorite song, I think it's pretty obvious, is the Outcast song. Ooh. That's favorite. exciting. <laughs> Now, I had the same issue as RJ uh, between three and four. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And I was surprised. I did kick round two as being on the least favorite list, but then I listened to it again. I was like, no, I fucking love this. It's cool. <laughs> so four, I like Earth Gang. And oh, it's so tough. <laughs> I, I want to say three is my least favorite. Mm, that's so but, funny. But I still love it. And yeah. every time it came on, I love it. <laughs> so I was like, I can't, like, it's hard to pick a least favorite out of those. It's so funny to me that the degree of separation, it's the reason why I buried that song in between Lil Baby and the Earth Gang song is because it's not that different from those two. Yeah. Like on, on the spectrum of yeah. hip hop, it's not that different. No. Yeah. It's there's something about it that does separate it, and I can't put my finger on what right, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, in the Earth Gang song was it's not my favorite, but I still like. I got into that one a little bit more when I was listening to the mixtape back to back. I was like, I'm feeling this one a little bit more uh, in the whole scheme of the mix. Even though number three does belong in there, I want to say that they all yeah. belong. All five of these songs <laughs> belong there. But my least favorite is three. But favorite artist, number one. You got that one right. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. I should have guessed the eight-minute song is your favorite song. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything past five minutes is going to be on my favorite song. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Devin, what do you got for us this week? Um. Well, we got to rate it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, four four 4.5 out of five. Nice. Yeah. RJ? So... Because my hatred for you, because of a little baby, then finally warming up to it. Uh, number three, the boldy, moldy. Um, T.I. feel like he, it was kind of had to be on there, but it just, I just, uh, 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 <laughs> and then rap reggae rock. Uh, it's so funny the song that the style of rap that RJ likes the most. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I, yeah, I I thought that would have been his, yeah, yeah. But it's like honestly, I'm gonna give you a solid four for it. Ooh, because it's like yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm yeah. gonna push play. There's some that I like more than others, but you know it is representing Atlanta. If you're like, hey, I'm gonna throw this on here because this guy's from like you know just Florida, I'll be like, yeah, it doesn't fit at all. I'm gonna give you like a three. Yeah, <laughs> but because yeah. he is part of the Atlanta crew and uh, you know it's the hot songs, if you will, from Atlanta, I'll give you a solid four. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna. I mean, I have an eight minute outcast song. Give myself a five. Like, come yeah. on, <laughs> do it. Hell <laughs> yeah, outcast. Like the last five songs of that track. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So, did you listen to that Funkadelic album? Uh, I started it. I hadn't finished it yet. Okay. I'm, yeah. The, I see. So that's the through line that I see through all of these is funk, but not in the sense of what we think of when we hear funk. Like, yeah, for sure. I think of the Muppets. And whatever funk they listen to, which is basically just George Clinton. Yeah. 
Um, but Funkadelic in that era of music, which really bridged the gap between like Motown and soul is the feel that I get from all of these songs minus little baby. Yeah. And maybe third song, third song still had a little bit of it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of that, like the Motown bounce to it, I guess they had the Atlanta bounce, but like there's still a little bit of that, like funk feel to it. But in the first song, like if you listen to that bass line, it's like that's funk bass. Like mm-hmm. last song is like has so much funk influence, but it's so tuned down. Yeah. But there's like a through line through all this that is just funk. Like Atlanta rap is funk based. We found the funk. Yeah. Found the yeah. funk. Yeah. Yeah. What does he say in that song? Like you pappy son of a bitch or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> in that Kendrick song, uh in uh uh it's before the the life ain't shit but a fat vagina it's the, oh, yeah. see, the, oh, the, the, the guy know. says something the guy just like tunes in he's like you pappy head <laughs> yes. i don't remember yeah. <laughs> oh i gotta listen to that album again yeah um, <laughs> all right what you got for us this week um well it's uh a mixtape call. It's a fun one. Uh oh. A fun <laughs> tape. I'm just gonna say I'm I'm not sticking to the rap theme. Uh oh. I'm I'm going somewhere else. I'm just okay. it's just oh Is it rap adjacent? I mean, it's not not rap. <laughs> okay. Songs here, that you know, Devin likes. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, they fucked it all up. We're we're doing something beautiful. It's called <laughs> Don't Really Understand Good Songs. Okay. That's it. So there are popular songs that you don't understand? Don't really understand good songs. But who classifies them as But good who's songs? the there's no I or we. Yeah, who's the audience? Uh what? Who's the audience? <laughs> it's well, not you I don't the audience. <laughs> so it's RJ and I don't understand good songs? Or we like the good do songs, you? and you don't like the Do songs. you? Do you understand the <laughs> okay. good songs? I know what this is. <laughs> do you know what this is? This is an attack on us. Do you, <laughs> wanna, do you want me to send it <laughs> right now? <laughs> I'm going to send this right or, now. I'm literally pitching, what are these kids listening to nowadays? Yeah. We'll fucking see, won't we? <laughs> I just sent it. All right. Well, and? I have to go, so you can find the okay. podcast, uh, <laughs> Five Song Mixtape on iTunes and Spotify. Um, you can find uh, us on Instagram, Five Song Mixtape. You can find the mixes themselves, Five Song Mixtape. You just gotta search all one word. Yeah, we're on, on the internet. Um, uh, Spotify. 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 All right, I am interested in this. Are you looking at it? Yeah, I am interested. Okay. Oh, I do. Th- oh. I know three of these. Okay. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Ah, I see. I see what you did there. Ah! Okay, I get it. Gotcha. I'm I'm intrigued. All right. What did you do, RJ? Look at the title. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Don't look at the names of the songs. Anyways, um, (laughs) 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 I I had a very similar mix theme. Really? Yeah. That were just hip hop songs about cocaine. Oh shit. Eric Clapton did You should have called it Snow Day. No, it's called uh, Pearls Before Swine. Oh. 
Yeah. Wait, what is that? That's a, a Bible verse, but the okay. cocaine uh, street name is Pearls. Okay. Yeah. I've heard that term before. Yeah, it's a Jesus thing. I mean, there's so many songs about Coke. Was, <laughs> was The weekend on there? Uh, Freddie Gibbs is on there. Little I mean, Baby was on there. Every Freddie Gibbs Logic song. is on there. Um, yeah, I can't remember who else. But yeah, so you can find the mixes themselves. Just gotta search five some mixtape, all one word on Spotify. And yeah, I'm excited to do some drugs. Yeah, let's do some drugs, bro. <laughs>